Hey, Mystic Michaela spiritual family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Today, I am talking with Dylan Mulvaney. She is a trans content creator. She's a comedian, an actor, a writer, and you may know her from her TikTok where she is doing this incredible series, Days of Girlhood. Also, she has a pink aura. But first, hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. All right. There she is. Dylan is in the green room. It's a little bit strange. She came in with loaves of bread. Okay. I'm not sure what that's about. (laughs) I see her. She has two loaves of bread and she's just opened our window. She's opened the window in the green Mm. room. I don't know what's going on there. Okay. Okay. Crazy. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll have to figure out what happens there. We'll we'll see what happens. Yeah. (laughs) So before we get to her, the pink aura thing, I mean, it's fascinating and it's in the news right now. Everyone's talking about a very famous pink aura person and she's delighting people and infuriating people, which seems to be what pink aura people tend to do. They either delight us or they infuriate us. And that person's Kim Kardashian. (laughs) Okay. And I think the controversy has been around the dress that she wore to the Met Gala. Yes. She wore Marilyn Monroe other pink aura person she wore that dress this fa- what's the fa- well you looked it up what is it yeah okay so in 1962 picture it 1962 <laughs> uh may okay um madison square garden it's the democratic convention john f kennedy president uh she shows up late of course to, of course shows up late. she also so- shows up wearing a fur coat okay now at the time maybe i mean now today you show up with a fur coat you know, it's horrific, right? Maybe back then. Well, Kim was, used to wear all furs. Really? Until somebody, I think, like, went after her or something. And she now she converted all her fur. It's just interesting. She doesn't do... She loves... She loved fur. Oh, wow. She doesn't do it anymore, okay. though. I mean, 19... That's interesting, though. Yeah, in 62, I'm assuming you can get away with it a little bit more. I think at the time you could, Today, yes. you know, our entire group's going to punch you. you know, we, we're, the yeah, MMSF they, will come for you. They would just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, and then she comes out, and then she's got this skin – takes off the fur coat, and then she's got this skin-tight, flesh-toned gown, and everyone you know, freaks out. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, because in today's age, the like naked kind of flesh-toned gowns, no big deal. But right. back then – Yeah. Nothing on underneath it. Mm. It's got 2,500 crystals. You know, most of us like wear a crystal bracelet these days or a bra crystal, but right. she had 2,500 crystals. And she looks beautiful. Yeah, nothing underneath it. Right. And the crowd just gasped. Right. Like, oh my God, what is going on? You know, of course, the rumors start flying with the president of the United States that she's the mistress. He, you know, she's his mistress and all that. And it's a scene. And she sings that famous happy so, birthday, right. Mr. President. Correct. Um, total pink aura moment in that what I noticed with pink auras, um, okay, just back it up. Pink aura people, if you can keep it to adulthood, which is hard, it's a lot of fantasy as around pink aura people. Like, I, and, and I talk about this more and more as I understand them better, but as children, it's easier to be pink because you go into your play world or your imagination land. And, and if people don't understand you just whatever i'm playing by myself then and you do things to really make you happy and keep you in in that beautiful world you create for yourself as you become an adult society labels that as naive foolish selfish um irresponsible and 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 they want to pop that joy bubble on you so 
Marilyn being a pink Sometimes, and I see this with all sorts of pink aura people, they get attacked for doing something for themselves because they got so used to just shutting out everyone else's opinions. They do what they want to do. And on another level, they often get attacked for over-sexualizing themselves, uh, I guess, to society's comfort. Okay. All right. So back in 62, this is the talk, you know, this is the, the talk of the town. The, you know, and again, she's getting... You know, villainized for wearing this. This is, you know, she's getting a lot of negative press for wearing this at the time. Yeah, the dress is like totally the villain, everything. Yeah. You know, everyone, you know, not everyone, but people are saying inappropriate, inappropriate, inappropriate. This dress. She gets the labels. All right. Now we fast forward to 2022, and everyone thinks this is the greatest dress of all time. Oh my God. It's like a historical piece of preservation. (laughs) It's American history. Correct. All right. So then Kim Kardashian shows up. To the Met Gala yeah. with this dress on. So Kim, another pink aura. So and she even says she's channeling her inner Marilyn, which I thought was crazy because like they're both pink aura. She has to know it by now, by the way, that she has a pink aura. I, and I, I'm assuming. I'm assuming. I'm assuming so too. <laughs> I, mean, I know members of the Mystic Michaela spiritual family have told her. I know he harassed her enough fact. for her to know this. Yes. Anyways, so she decides to wear the same exact dress, and there's two things going on. So there's two sides to this. So the first one is she wants to wear the dress. You know, she's pink. Marilyn's pink. They have very similar vibes to them, I feel, in the pink aura realm. They both get villainized a lot for doing things that they find entertaining to themselves. They get a lot of negative feedback in the same way, um, according to, I guess, their labels as a woman or their how they compose themselves. Um And she says, oh, she went on this crazy diet to fit into the dress, like a very unhealthy, extreme diet so she could fit in it. Tells that, you know, tells people that, of course, the press picks that up and twists. You know, I I feel the press, here's my thing. It's not a healthy thing to do, but I think a lot of us have done the thing where like, I got to lose five pounds to fit into this thing. Is that good? No, of course it's not good. Did she admit it? Yeah, she admitted it. And then they all go after her like, oh, you have this platform. And and you can agree or not agree. That's fine. I just noticed that I would say a lot of people on the red carpet that night probably lost some weight or did some weird things or cool sculpted or took pills or God knows what to fit into their dresses. Why does everybody come after her? Is it because she's pink? Is it because she just like puts it out there more then the conservator people of the dress. And this makes sense to me. Um, they say like, you can't wear clothing that you want to preserve. It's causing micro tears in a very delicate aged fabric. And it's not going to last no matter what you do on a microscopic level. This dress was horrifically damaged by her wearing it. And people are saying it sets a negative precedent and it's just rude and selfish and a lot of things that, again, pink people get labeled for. But I just think it's funny because in 1962 when Marilyn wore it, the dress was like, oh, awful. How could you even wear a dress like that? And now it's like, how could you even wear a dress like that for a different reason? So I just <laughs> well, thought that was interesting. Yeah, okay. That's a, well, okay, so here's the – okay, so now that this has got me thinking. Mm-hmm. So if, let's say, a red-blue came out in this Marilyn, like myself, and I wore the dress. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's possible. No, okay, let, let's take like a, a red purple. Okay. You know, Bethany Frankel. Right. Is she a, she's like, a red purple? Yeah, or, like Megan the Stallion. Megan, the, well, she'd wear like more like uh, things that you would, a harness. <laughs> no, she's 
she looked really pretty on the. Well, okay. she actually was there. I think oh, she looked okay. really pretty. So yeah. let's say it was Megan. What's her name? Megan the Stallion. Okay, why? I don't want to like blow your mind that's with like current rapper names. That could be a rant. Just why she calls herself it's a like Stallion. Like, right, let's say Jennifer Lopez. Okay, Jennifer Lopez. Okay, comes she's out a red purple in this Maryland. Let's say she comes out in this Marilyn Monroe. Okay, let's say. Does she get the same blowback? Here's the thing. I think it's different. Kim, I feel like cares. A little bit. Because she's even, oh, you guys, don't worry. I made sure I didn't walk up the stairs in it. And I made sure I changed right on the red carpet. They had actually a special changing room that she stepped into on the red carpet. Changed into it, like, right there. Um, You know, you you saw the people that traveled with the dress. Like, she made it a point to say, I didn't wear body makeup. And I didn't do this. And I didn't do that. Just so, I, you know, I lost weight. So I didn't tear the dress. So there were no modifications made to it. Because she's also trying to show people that she cares and understands that this dress is important, it almost like opens her up to more criticism. Whereas, let's say a red-purple aura, not all of them, but let's say they like wore it. They're just like, yeah, screw you, I'm wearing it. Yeah, I got something to say. And you like, society intrinsically knows like they don't care. Like you could say anything to them, I don't care. Like they don't care. So I think it makes a difference if you can tell the person's listening and hears it. Kim, to me, as a pink, feels like she's used to getting, uh, I guess, beat up by the public often. So she almost has a target on her, because, like a pink target symbol on her because <laughs> of it. Right. And so, yes, I think it would have been in some ways the same, but in some ways different. Just because how much can you write about somebody who doesn't care? Like, I think Kim actually does care. That makes sense. In a way, I think she does. But she also goes into her own pink self where she can kind of separate from it at the same time. Yeah. Well, that makes sense because, you know, the time I wore Dorothy's ruby red slippers (laughs) to the Kentucky Derby party, nobody cared. And... You don't know even said anything. You're right, because they and, were like, they knew it would fall upon deaf ears. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. All right, whatever. All right. <laughs> I just, I thought it was an interesting parallel. Yeah, it is an interesting parallel. Just whether, I mean, I'm not like, I personally would never wear it because I wouldn't want to hurt the dress. You know, like yeah. I, I do, I'm more like on that side of it. Right. Like I wouldn't want to like ruin something just yeah. for my own fashion. But Maybe in her mind, it was actually honoring somebody and bringing the vibe back to life for us. And it something the things were. I mean, it's all over the news, and nobody talks about anybody more than her. That is true. I mean, it is uncanny, and I could go on a whole red rant here, but it's just not the time about why people care about that. I, I mean, I truly that's oh, that's okay. like twenty more minutes, and people. You know, they, they want to hear from Dylan. I'm going to start throwing crystals at you when yeah. you start getting really stressed out. <laughs> okay, anyway. All right. All right. So, Dylan, okay. Currently, Dylan is in the green room. She is now, this is weird. Like, animals are starting to come up to our window. Oh, that's crazy. There's, I don't know what's going on here, but we, we, we really do have to figure this out. All right. When we come back, we're going to do a refresher of genders and auras uh, that I think we talked about in episode 115. But first, Stitch Fix. I have talked about this on the podcast. I have a really hard time shopping. I can't handle crowds all the time. It's a lot of overwhelming choices for me. Shopping for clothes can be time-consuming and stressful, so why not let Stitch Fix do all the work so that you can spend more time doing the things that you love? Um, It's easy. It's fun. The quizzes are so simple. 
Uh, first, you just take a few minutes to set up your Stitch Fix style profile, answer a few questions about what you like to wear, what you don't, and how open you are to trying new styles. Then Stitch Fix's expert stylists, they go to work finding items exclusively for you. Every piece is handpicked for you and is unique to your size, style, and in your budget. You can even write them little notes about what you need or what you like or what you don't like, making it the best way to discover clothes that make you look and feel your best. Stitch Fix will send you five pieces to try on at home. Keep what you love and send back what you don't. Shipping, returns, and exchanges are always easy and free. Plus, there is no subscription required. Try once or set up automatic deliveries. There are no hidden fees ever. It's very straightforward. Sign up for Stitch Fix and get the season's latest pieces for women, men, and kids. Sign up today at stitchfix.com slash K-Y-A to get $20 off your first purchase. That's stitchfix.com slash K-Y-A to get $20 off your first purchase. Limited time offer. Purchase within two days of sign up. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. Okay, so this is getting really weird in the green room. You know, we've had some really weird green room experiences. <laughs> we have. This one might be one of the weirdest. <laughs> Currently, there is a buffalo outside of, outside of our window, and Dylan, she's screaming. <laughs> Take the bread. I, I don't know what this means, but she's screaming, take the bread. This, this is chaotic. This is getting chaotic. <laughs> well, All right. We, we, we need to give her a little more time to calm yeah. down. But before we get to her. Yeah. So when, I mean, this, I'll explain this when I talk to her, but like finding her TikTok profile and being like, oh my gosh, she's pink. It was crazy because like uh, she's a trans person and she's a pink aura. And right there, it's like, how hard did you have to fight to be to, to just be who you are. So that's why I really wanted to have her on and she could talk about this. But just back to episode 115, talking about like gender norms and the aura and how they relate, you know, our gender and our society is very, I guess it's, it's societally formed, you know, uh, just the way that I see it through spirit, it's very different than how it is in our own identities, you know, just having to participate in our, our own cultures and our own communities um from birth it's very much ingrained into boy or girl boy or girl boy or and there's spectrums of each like what femininity or masculinity is just like a spectrum and and i truly know just from like in history and whatnot roles change and things things aren't you know it's not like a static situation what gender is and and so when i see people who are having more vocabulary about describing like what gender is to them it aligns just from what i see with auras because sometimes for example having a pink aura if you have it at all i only ever see it in women like i very rarely see it in men because it's not it's squashed out immediately in either gender but just to see it in men i mean i just that would be a very difficult existence so um and for example, like when I talked about, yeah, we talked about yellow men on the gender episode, like your dad being yellow and stuff. It's hard for yellow men in our society because like that attention to detail or other yellow traits can be labeled as feminine and they're not, they're just who you are. Or it can be tough for green women because, you know, maybe they really like science or math or, or they're people who like to have a conversation. They're not into gossip and things like that, that traditionally, unfortunately get assigned to more female roles. And then they, they have a harder time. Um, so I just see how, and, and a lot of times like with gender and auras, like I'll see things and not understand them till later, 
you know. Okay. So I'll see like, oh, why especially early on when I was really exploring the auras and like really trying to ask myself, why do I see this? Or why do I see this? Or why do I see this? Like, why don't I see a lot of yellow guys? It took me a while to figure it out. Like, oh my gosh, like, cause society doesn't support that. So, so it's, it's amazing how gender is something that we all, it's a filter. We all have to experience our own lives through it's very much dictated by society. Right. Okay. So th- this is interesting. So like this obviously is, is, you know, a gender, Change is that what we call it? You know, mm-hmm. all right. So, it, everyone's going through changes. Yeah, you know me. We know me. I'm the goat of spiritual change. Yeah, okay. You're like myself, the Tom Brady. I'm of the Tom Brady. Spiritual yeah. awakening. Yes, uh, Wayne Gretzky, <laughs> Canada. And and I, and I have learned that we do now have a lot of Australian listeners. Yeah, and we even have a listener from Tanzania. I had but to look it up and see what happens. Okay, there. but yeah. that's all. We're getting way off topic. <laughs> okay, here. off topic. But but you know, and you're right. Society crushes that it does like, but it, it, i mean because in the at the end of the day let's say you were just transitioning from a job you wanted to go from let's say being a teacher to a firefighter right or something no one would say a word right no. they, you know oh okay you know you, you you taught and then all of a sudden you want to fight fires and help people that way yeah no one would say a word to you no it's like i guess why is that just it's respected it's like I mean, a non-stigmatized journey or yeah. it's like normalized in our society to have identity yeah. issues in some places but not in gender okay you so know? is it weird for me to also think that changing from let's say a boy to a girl a girl a boy whatever is i know it's not the same thing as dealing with the human body but i i view it like it's all right they're they're on a journey of change i would say it's not a big deal for me like it, I, I get to, i don't it doesn't bother me. I, I, of course. Like, so, I think because when you look at it from a fifth dimensional perspective, yeah. where we're all energy assigned in human bodies right now with biological features, like you can be like, okay, yeah. Like if you look at it from that way, yeah. it's like, okay. But when you look at it from a more 3D version, it's like harder, I think, for some people to understand it and in and, and, and that I don't, you know, if, and I think in our world, we have a hard time. Like if I don't relate to it, it's not real. So I think that we're taught a lot, like, and it's something we all have to change. Like, and every single one of us, it's our egos hijacking society and how it works. You don't have to understand something for it not to be valid to somebody else. Like that's a big thing. And, um, I feel like that's how a lot of people look at the gender thing. Like I don't get it. So therefore it's not real. Um, but Oh, or it's not like it's it's a stigmatized journey in our society, whereas going from a firefighter to you know a, a teacher, teacher or, isn't. Right. Or you know, and is it the same? It on the five D realm, yes. it is the same. Right, that's what I was trying to but get. But in at. the three D realm, it's not like right. because I'm sure what Dylan has. I mean, I can't personally relate to what she's had to go through, right. or a lot of people like with race issues and and equality and all sorts of things. I can't personally relate to it, but I know it's happening and I know it's difficult for them. So it's because our culture makes it so difficult. But I feel like in the spiritual fifth dimensional realm, it's all the same. It's a journey. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like to me, and I know I'm, again, I'm not 5D or whatever. I'm I'm working on it just like everyone else that's (laughs) listening to the podcast. Of course. But I guess I'm at, I'm at that point though, where to me, okay, great. That's what you want to do that. Do it. I mean, that's your journey. That's your journey. No different in in my head. And again, I know the 3D puts what you were saying. Oh. But it's no different from me yeah. than someone saying, hey, I want to do a 180 career change in, in the in the 5D Right, realm. in the 5D. In, in the 3D, yes, I understand. No one's going to take – you're not going to get crap for that, but yeah. you, you're going to get crap for this on the daily. Oh, my God. But to me, yeah. I'm like, 
Okay, great. That, that's your journey. Yeah, there's no support. There's no support systems. That, right, that's what it is. That are in our current 3D yeah. reality of society yeah. that support certain journeys, and that's one of them. And and we're at a time right now where we're trying to help people create support systems, and the only way you can do that is normalize it. That's the only yeah. thing you can do is normalize it and respect it and listen, so that it will hopefully one day be as okay like that exactly like whatever yeah. like and then nobody like bats an eye and we move on with our lives right um we're for it long, to be just the same as yeah a career change or but a different that's, change or i whatever. can't even imagine how many centuries yeah. away we are just like when you see what's going on yeah um we're, but but we're not yeah. even, i mean in this country we're not even close so in our society we just don't have the support systems for for some people who are going through some journeys more than others. Yeah, and that okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. That and makes, that's just how I see it. Yeah, yeah no, but, um, I get it. it. It's hard, and it's hard when you like. And I think my my goal with this um, episode is like people are just people, you know. Like let's just let's just connect. And I think a lot of our listeners already are like that. Yes, I do. But I, my thought, you know, it was interesting in the um, in the episode we did with Darlene. Um, what was it? Special needs awareness. When she was just talking about her daughter, Bella, and she said, she was talking about like, I guess just integrating people with special needs as part of society and part of lives. And she said, if you don't know, if you don't, if you don't know someone who's special needs, well, now you know Bella and she's your friend. That's what Darlene said. And I think that like TikTok with Dylan, it's like, you do feel like you know her and you do feel like she's your friend. Like really. So maybe that in some way helps people relate and extend compassion all right when we come back yes we got two ads but i think dylan she's calmed down okay okay she is still screaming about the bread i'm gonna go to Publix to get her a couple more loaves <laughs> uh <laughs> but all right two ads and then we'll be back you are a unique mashup of all your favorite things, and there's a multitude of ways to express yourself. Let me tell you about pair eyewear. I went online. It was so easy to choose a frame. I got to try them on virtually, and I had I have to tell you, they were so helpful to me because it's a very easy process to get your <laughs> to get your glasses, but I you just email your prescription, like a picture of it. And of course, purple Megan, what did I do? I emailed like my contacts prescription instead of my glasses prescription. A real person contacted me back and walked me through how to do it correctly. And they were so patient and so kind. And I have to tell you, they made it just the easiest experience, even when I'm the one that messed up. I have to tell you all that. Well, I totally have to recommend their services to you because pair eyewear's base frame and magnetic top frame combination makes it easy to switch up your style. Base frames start at just $60, including prescription lenses, and there's hundreds of top frame designs to match whatever base frame you choose. You can change your glasses like you change your clothes. You get started by choosing your base frame, uh, which look cute by themselves, by the way, with options from the square to the cat eye. Every frame comes in six different colorways, including classic black to remixed blue turquoise. Then pick your top frames and build a collection to match your personality. They are a single... uh, uh, a single company creates an illusion of choice in the eyewear industry and it keeps prices artificially high. Pair Eyewear has forged their own way and designs all their own looks in 
house. See, they're just a fiercely individual company. Uh, you can get high quality eyewear at a fraction of the price. For every pair purchased, Pair Eyewear provides glasses and vision care for children around the world. So get glasses as unique as you are. One pair, infinite style, starting at just $60. Go to PairEyewear.com slash KYA for 15% off your first purchase. That's 15% off at Pair, P-A-I-R, Eyewear.com slash KYA. It can be hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel when you have high interest debt, and sometimes it can even be harder to ask for help. That's where Upstart comes in. Upstart-powered personal loans can help you pay down high-interest debt all online with simple and easy-to-understand payment terms. Upstart has helped over 1.8 million customers on their path to financial freedom, whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high-interest debt, or funding personal expenses. Upstart can help you get one fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date. Upstart knows you're more than just your credit score. So rather than looking at your credit score alone, Upstart's model considers other factors like your income, employment, and other information provided in your loan application to find you a smarter rate for your loan. You can check your rate in minutes for loans between $1,000 to $50,000 without impacting your credit score. You can even receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Don't wait and check your rate today at upstart.com slash KYA. That's upstart.com slash KYA to check your rate today. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. We truly appreciate that. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash KYA. And now let's talk to Dylan. Hey, Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family. I am here with Dylan Mulvaney. She is a trans content creator. She is huge on TikTok. She is a comedian and an actor. And she has this fabulous series, The Days of Girlhood, on TikTok. And she's a pink aura. Hey, Dylan, how are you? Hi, Michaela. I'm so excited to be here. So I have to tell you how this all played out. So one of my listeners sent me one of your videos on TikTok. She was like, you have to check this out. Is she pink? She's got to be pink. And I looked and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's pink. And just because I'm an aura nerd, like, (laughs) and we'll get into it, I'm really fascinated with like auras and gender. And I never see, I, I mean, I see pink people every once, like pink adults every once in a while. I see a lot more pink kids though. And pink is an aura color that's widely, when I do see it, more supported by a society in females. So it's very interesting to see somebody, especially a trans person, with like a pink aura because you had to fight to get that and be you. And I was like, I need to talk to her. And it is a pink aura something that, so first of all, question for you, do yeah. auras change over time? Like can there, the possibility of changing from child to adult? Yeah. So when you sent me your, when I asked you, can you send me the pictures of you as a kid? We have to go through it because it's fascinating to me. Like you as this little baby, you sent me this little cute kiddo, little Dylan. And when I look at you, this one is so cute. Like when I look at you, the aura is different. And so it's different. And usually with kids, it's the more authentic, like that's you. That's what we all strive for. You're, and it's interesting. You kind of did the Benjamin Button aura thing. So you're kind of getting more authentic as you get 
older because society just the way that it doesn't support certain aura colors and how it's like black or white, choose this, choose that. You know, I mean, I love, that's what I wanted to talk to you about. Like, let's get into it because your journey seems inspiring and relatable for a lot of us, I feel. Absolutely. So what, what, what was the color for, so that picture that you just held up was me, I think maybe five years old in my dance costume. So when I see you, little Dylan, what's interesting is, so you are pink and blue, like right now you're very pink and blue, but in this picture, I see a lot of blue and yellow. So I'm going to guess you have a yellow mom. I'm going to explain all this. And uh, there's a little pink now, pink and little boys, usually like the best way I like to describe it is like a Peter Pan vibe. And pink and little girls, the best way I like to describe it is like a princess vibe. So I just get this kind of vibe on you as a little kid where you're very blue. So blue auras tend to absorb the environment of everyone around them and then say to themselves, okay, what can I do to fit in? What can I do to make sure that I feel everybody feels successful around me? So I just get even in this little child or if I was talking to your mom about you, for example, back then, I would say he feels very sensitive to me. This little boy feels very like little. How do you, may, may I ask that? Is it okay to call you Dylan as a little boy or how do I, how do yes, I refer to because you? Because in, in a, a lot of, this is actually a great question um, that I would love to address because I think a lot of trans people often think of themselves, you know, in their new genders and they, they reflect back that they've been that gender the entire time. But I actually don't look back and see myself as a little girl because it makes me sad because I didn't get to live my life as a little girl. So it was a stage of my life that was a chapter. So there's uh, there's no issue for me. Uh, in in talking about little boy Dylan, so you so absolutely okay. you can address him that way. Thank you. So when I see little boy Dylan, <laughs> I see that you love everybody around you a lot, and you're taking in a lot going on. I would even say just to get even deeper into this, um, looking at you as a kid, there's a lot going on where you don't want to rock the boat in the family situation. So I get you taking in a lot of mom and dad and their own limitations or whatever they're going through at the time and feeling almost responsible for making sure that you're not one more thing they have to deal with. Then you're absorbing this yellow. So I bet mom's yellow. Yellow people are like, and I bet mom's yellow blue because yellow, yellow blue auras tend to be very, uh, helpful, sweet, kind of just like over the top, nurturing, very much like pleasers, like what's going on with everyone else all the time. And I can just see you kind of absorbing her way of dealing with the world in, in your own self. But then there's a little pink sparkle there. So I get, obviously you're in a dance costume. Your, your ability to entertain and bring joy, which is very pink, and bring people into your bubble of fun and just love and innocence and like, come on, escape with me. I feel like that's your way of bringing joy to people. Like, you're sad? Come here. I'm going to I'm gonna do this for you. You're just going to laugh for a second. So I'm going to feel you escape from whatever your issues are right now. And I feel like it just primed you for who you are today in a lot of ways. But today there's no yellow. <laughs> I well, and and I think I've made sort of this uh, circular approach to the pink because I did have to shed so many parts of myself over the years and really 
lose some of those uh, joyful essences to my my being and my story and my aura. And and so I, I am so happy that I'm back to being in that place of of the pink because and, and maybe even more so than when I was a child, because now I'm less concerned with uh, the expectations of my family and of the world and the the value of, of putting others before myself. Because right now, it, when you transition as a transgender person, you have to put yourself first. Mm-hmm. And I think that is why I have done that sort of Benjamin Button, you know, aura that you talked about, because I finally am putting myself first. And I think it's, it's, I'm meeting inner child Dylan. That's now it's almost like little girl Dylan in a way, because in so much of my, my, my clothing and my home decor and there, they are things that I'm, always wanted to have as a child that I never got to. I even have a canopy bed, um, which is so silly. No, Um, it's wonderful. It was a a purchase made after a glass of wine. (laughs) And, uh, and, but looking back, I do think that is, you know, my, my younger self letting, letting me do these things. Uh, So, so it is, and it does make me a little sad to hear that I, I was so concerned with, you know, pleasing, you know, my, my family. And I, I grew up in a very conservative household. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my family, uh, my parents got divorced when I was six. Okay. And, but what child doesn't want to please their family? You know, there's, there's such a, I think for any child, you look to them and I still sometimes to my parents, they are my, my biggest critics that I, I, I look to, to get their opinions and their, their judgments of me. How have they, I mean, just an offside, like how have they supported you on your journey? Has that been positive? It's been a long journey because I've had to come out multiple times. Uh, first as a uh, gay, as a gay male, uh, when I was 14, uh, my mom read my text messages and it went horribly. It mm. was, it was a bad, dark time in my life. And mm. I actually, I didn't send you a picture of that time period, but that I always, I actually consider, I consider it the dark times because I lost so many parts of myself during that period. And, and then I, I came out as non-binary during the pandemic because it was the first time that I got to actually explore my gender identity. And that time went a little bit better because I wasn't asking, I was telling them something. But the whole concept of non-binary is still so new to especially that that older generation mm-hmm. that my family was sort of like, what, the they, them pronoun, what the hell is that? And, and now being a trans woman, it was sort of the last puzzle piece for, well, I don't want to say last because gender can be so fluid, but it was a major puzzle piece in my story because I, it felt like everything sort of clicked in. And, and it was, it's been so exciting because I think the world is now meeting me as a woman. I've I've now gone viral as a woman and how interesting that the universe waited to, to introduce me to everyone until I was in this gender identity that really is me. And it honestly, like, I just got a little emotional because I think there, I really do believe in it. There's a time and a place for everything. And it feels like it's finally my time because 
this uh, this awakening kind of happens. So so this last go to answer your question, the, the last go of it has been excellent because I think my family is seeing me take ownership over my identity versus trying to please them or trying to overexplain or be something that I'm not because the life is just too short period to not, to not live your authentic true self. And I'm sure that when you're reading someone, you can pick up on when people are not living their, their full truth. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and what you said was as soon as you stepped into who you authentically are, you know, and as soon as you kind of took a step onto that path, you went viral, things start opening up for you. And I see that all the time with people all the time. Like your journey is a lot, just gender, probably like a lot of other stuff too. But in our society, like they take gender and it's such like a, a thing and they try to take it apart from other I guess, identities that we all have to go through in life. It's such a stigmatized journey that you're on. And there's other journeys that are very similar to yours, just aren't as stigmatized. And so you're dealing with like what we're all dealing with, plus just random anger and and people thinking, how do you deal with that? Just people thinking you're taking something away from them or something? Like what, what is that? Yeah, I I think that people are intimidated by vulnerability. Mm-hmm. I think that what we're seeing happen on there in social media specifically, I've seen this trend now where people are are becoming exhausted by the filters and the uh, you know over uh, production of content, and they want vulnerable, they want raw, they want real people. Because I think what we've seen is that we've looked to celebrities for so long on so many things, telling us what to wear, what to do. And now what TikTok has done, even differently than Instagram, is shown us humans that we can relate to on really minute, fine, finely grained topics that are just humans, that are just, you know, they aren't necessarily celebrities. They're not there. You know, it's, I've, I've found some incredible people during the pandemic through social media that I now get to call friends because of these apps. And that to me is social media for good. Mm. And that's like, that is the the good side of it. I think there's also an extreme darkness there, but I think that those people that are, are judgmental and are, uh, you know, sort of scared of, of what the future looks like. It's because they're watching someone live their true self and that they have a platform to do so. And they maybe don't. And it it scares them. It it just, it's, it scares them because that's not how we have been programmed as a society, especially in America to, uh, to live by. And I, what I find most interesting is the, um, I call them the pick and choosers. They, they decide, you know, something's okay, but not the, not the other thing. So while I was non-binary, there were, there were humans that were accepting of trans women and men, but they couldn't wrap their he- heads around non-binary. They refuse. Or the people that can accept gay people, but they can't accept trans people. And there's all these sort of... Where do we, you know, it's like, okay, how did, did you go into a grab bag and decide, you know, the handful of things that you are okay with? 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. So when you talk about your Days of Girlhood series, which is what is just so fascinating, and I feel like people are definitely connecting to it 100%, what you talk about is how, and you talked about this earlier, um, you didn't get to experience girlhood as, as a little girl. So you get to kind of go through, I love how patient you are with yourself. And I love how you take time to process and explain it and articulate it. And it's one of the reasons why I feel like, well, I connect to it and I, and my daughter does too, because it's stuff she's going through and stuff I'm going through again through her. So it's kind of, it's just a nice, like an older voice, you know, an adult voice talking about something so true and so nuanced and so exactly what we're dealing with now. And also your style and your just your overall taste. Not only is it pink aura, and by the way, I don't think it'll ever completely go away. I feel like you'll always be a little extra. But I, I do feel like because I have a seven-year-old girl too and like and we we all were watching preparing for this interview we're all watching your videos and and we're all like they just love you they're like oh my god like they just they really relate I feel like, well I would probably wear some of the same clothes as the seven-year-old <laughs> you're dressing like Abby like my seven-year-old like some of the barrettes like she had she put barrettes in her hair today because of your barrettes so oh my, will you tell them I say hi I will, yes okay. so you're like inspired so you I love that you're going through these phases and you're letting yourself sit and process it and be in well, it what's that like it is uh i think it it feels very um isolating in some ways because i'm doing this as you know a 25 year old and not as a seven year old but there's also because of the connection of all the women i have following me online including well there's trans women going through it and then there's cis women such as yourself that are that are going, oh my gosh, I didn't even think about how we had to do that. Because it's just part of it's ingrained in you. It's something that your mom taught you and then you taught your daughters without even thinking about teaching it to them. And I because you know I don't live with my mom anymore, we're not really talking about those things. I didn't have those experiences. And even with something like a tampon, like I although I don't need to use them, I want to know of how to, and, and because what if, you know, I have a daughter one day that I can then pa- pass that on to. And, and I just think there's, I am in awe. I've always been in awe of women because I had always wanted and knew that I was one. And, and now I think it would be a disservice to not learn everything that I can about womanhood and girlhood, because it's just going to help me tell my story better, help me 
explain the trans experience better and find connections. Because I think what happens in between sort of the cis and trans community is there's a little bit of a disconnect in, I don't know how your brain works. I don't know how you feel those things. But when I tell them about a specific instance of something I'm learning or experiencing, then people can draw their own connections. And I think that's what has been the most beautiful part is is helping non-trans people see themselves in trans people and, and ask themselves the hard questions. Because, you know, I, I think a lot of us go through our lives never really thinking about our gender because it's not, you know, society doesn't want us to do that. We are, we are these hamsters in this wheel and we've got a job to do. I know specifically my hamster wheel was the entertainment industry. I was a Broadway performer and there was no place for me as a, a trans woman in theater. There, it just there. Grow. I went to a conservatory program that is as wonderful as it was. It was very sort of toxic masculinity, mm-hmm. and I I knew that it my even being a feminine man was working against me. So to be a trans woman would would have been even harder. So I. It wasn't until the pandemic when when my Broadway musical that I was in shut down and I was had no work and I was sitting in my dad's home, like, you know, never thought I'd be back there again. And I went, oh, my gosh, Dylan, who are you without your industry, without your job, without your day to day life? And I think that's we are so we are all so caught up in the day to day and trying to get to the next level that we aren't actually asking ourselves the questions to take us to those next levels. And, and that's sort of when, when I do, when I've stepped into this gender identity, it's almost as if I was in super Mario brothers and I had like catapulted onto the next level. I love how you describe that. What distractions are keeping us from our revelations? Like what distractions did we, did our egos put in place Another, another distraction was, uh, as a, as a gay man, I thought that, you know, other gay men were attracted to more masculine energy. And I think that in the gay community, it's very celebrated to be as like straight passing as possible and, and sort of seeing my, my attention or seeing, getting more attention from men based on me presenting more masculinely. And so I was also changing myself not asking those questions because I wanted to be uh, attractive and, and wanted to, to find romance and all of those things. But now I'm going, the reason I didn't find romance before was because I wasn't really myself. Right. Exactly. And now I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to find somebody who celebrates everything that I'm going through. Oh my gosh, and, yeah. and, and I'm starting to swipe on the apps. And I even, there was one cute guy the other day, that um, said in his bio, only interested in trans women. And I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, that makes me feel special. Uh, and so, you know, we, we are moving in the right direction. And, and, and there, are, there are answers to all of these scary problems that I had growing up. And those, those anxieties are now being put to rest. I really um, appreciate just like how... I mean, you're really good at talking about the experience and then talking about about the experience. Like you're really good at like meta explaining things, which I feel like probably makes you such a voice for people that might not know how they feel all the time. So 
I would assume a lot of other trans people are like, oh, yeah, you know, it's helpful. Right. And and what I've noticed, I think, happens pretty much to every trans person when they come out is all of a sudden you become like an activist on accident. Yeah. Because there's this pressure to explain yourself and you have so many you know, hoops to jump through. And then you add on this extra layer of me being a performer yeah. and, and being, you know, I, I wasn't wildly in the, the public eye before, but when this TikTok talk series blew up, I was like, oh, Dylan, now you really are a person that needs to talk about it. And so well, I always try to come from a place of, this is my experience. I'm not speaking for the entirety of the community, but it's always reassuring when a member of the community does let me know that they experience the same thing or right. that they are, you know, very supportive of what I'm doing. And, and so there is sort of this, I, I the word activist scares the heck out of me. And so doesn't the word influencer. Yeah. Um, those are two things that I, I am, I'm terrified to be. And yet I know that I'm touching a lot of people, you know, currently in what I'm doing. And, and I get messages from you know, kids telling me they came out to their parents because of me or that they were having some really dark thoughts and, and went to my videos and, and they felt better. And, you know, if I can, if I can make one person feel like they belong in this world, it will all be worth it. Oh, God. Because um, even though the struggles that I'm going through with putting myself out there publicly and, and how that is, can be really heavy and, and ill affecting it. Th- this is part of why I'm here is, is to, to help people learn. And, and I do get a lot of hate still. Yeah. And that's where that pink aura, I think can start to get diminished and people want to take that pink away from me. And yes. specifically I had a, I had a really prominent, uh, podcast host actually so different than yourself oh yeah so different than Miss <laughs> Michaela everyone <laughs> that um she did an entire episode ripping me apart and and it was um in that moment my aura did not feel pink when I started you know kind of experiencing that hate God, but that makes me get all like is, mama bear. Like I get really, I, like I'm getting I, a mama bear. <laughs> it's coming out. Know, it's like my rage. They're, they're, <laughs> well, and I had to tell people, my followers too, because there's this sort of like running TikTok joke that's like, we need to protect this girl at all costs. <laughs> right. And and I told them, I said, everyone, those people, those haters, they love when you confront them. They it's love the fights, they love the attention. And it's so much better well served with us just letting them be because they clearly are not in the headspace right now to accept me or to understand. So let's just, let's, let's patiently wait because um, nothing we are going to say or do in those comments is, is going to serve. Actually what it's going to do is, is give me more hate. Yeah. So, um, and, and a lot of people have been very respectful of that, but I just, I think how funny that something like a podcast, which so many people do have, but you are using it in such a beautiful, positive way to help. And you've got these gifts that you're choosing to share with the world. And, and then somebody can use the same exact platform type to do some really negative evil things. Um, and, and that's where I I've had to sort of step in and be like, Dylan, do not let these people come into your energy field. Do not let, that is what they want to take that pink away. Yeah. That is, that is their goal because they don't believe 
that a, a an a male assigned at birth should even have the pink to begin with, let alone as an adult. You get it. Yeah. And even pink, like cisgender women, right? Like who are, who are wow. pink, they themselves always get attacked too, because there's like two levels. One is um, with pink auras, like Marilyn Monroe. I'm just trying to pick a couple, like Britney Spears. Like sometimes they're just a little bit like, in, like innocent or they get called naive or they get told that they're, and, and they usually get very, um, attacked uh, on their sexuality. So if they they use anything, their appearance, or they low cut or something, they're only respected if they're kept as like birds in gilded cages or something. So the second these women, the pink women that I see usually start like speaking or speaking out or have an opinion, everyone's like, who are you? Don't sit. So then you being a trans woman and pink aura, it's like, whoa, like that's, that's a challenge. But the good thing about pink is that you have a bubble around you, which I, you know, if, if you, if you keep it up, which sounds like you're doing and it looks like you're doing, you can step in it. And that seems like the place where you like to work from and create from and reach people from and light work from. It's amazing that you can do light working, which is like when you take something that you've learned and then pass it on positively. It's amazing. You're doing that on social media because that's what you're doing. Like you're, light working to people and, spe- and and taking all those hardships and all that stuff and the hate and anything that you went through and you're just channeling it to so many more people so that, like you said they can they, they can feel not alone and and not dark and and funny enough i i actually been doing stand-up comedy this past year and i you know for maybe 40 or 50 people in an audience and then now i post a video and it's four or five million people watching it and <laughs> that's a lot and i and it's just wild to think that energy still can come between a screen. My favorite, I will always, I will always prefer inhuman interaction. I always prefer a phone call over a text message um, or a dinner versus a, you know, a, a FaceTime. But I, I think that we have to accept in some, some part of us that social media is what we have to work with right now. Even the fact that me and you are like across the country from each other. And yet we're having this beautiful energetic exchange. Um, so there's, there is good in, in everything as well as bad. And I actually, I want to come back really quick to what you were talking about with the the sexuality of, of pink auras and how people critique, um, pink aura women, I have had to be really careful about, you know, I, I try not to curse in my videos, mm-hmm. uh, but I especially also, I, I'm, I'm having trouble with, you know, I, I posted in a bikini and it got a little bit of hate because then all of a sudden I became this like sexualized mm-hmm. person. And, but my question is, especially people like that, that podcaster was like, we don't need to be seeing that, but but what about a nor- like a, a cis woman in a bikini? Like that's what we see every day online and on Instagram and all of these places. So what's different about me wearing one? Right. And I that is what I think is going to be the toughest task for me specifically in in growing and in becoming this woman is is allowing myself to um, feel sexy and 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 talk about things that because right now I, I feel like my content is, is for everyone and, and trying to be as inclusive as possible. I feel like I have a very young energy. Um, 
And, but when it comes time to, you know, be a, a woman and, and, and talk about sex or, or wear that hot little outfit, that's where I get scared of, of the ridicule because I know how people can um, fetishize trans women. Mm-hmm. I know that they can, um, you know, put these labels onto them. And so that's, I, I, I try to be very strategic in the fact that I, I want want to appeal to as many people as possible so that the trans experience can be translated to others. But hopefully I will allow myself to also not get stuck there for forever. Um, whereas like, I mean, we see Britney Spears now on her Instagram that, that you just said the name Britney. Yeah. She, now, I mean, and, and she's like probably my favorite person to follow on Instagram. <laughs> right. It's, like, it's so all over the place. I'm such a big fan of hers. But, and you know, what's interesting is I actually went to her concert while she was in the conservatorship and I didn't know how terrible it was to do so. Wait, none of us did. Yeah. We didn't know. And, and she, you could, the, energetically, there was something off. You felt and, it. Oh, it yeah, gives me chills. And, yeah. And there's now, when you look at her and even, you know, she posts her booby pictures or her, her butt. And, and, you know, she gets some hate for it, but that is her version of stepping into womanhood and, and what's in her pink aura is still very much there, yeah. maybe more present than ever, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's, it's not for, you can, the pictures are not for us. They're for her. And that I think is the most exciting part. I love that. I love, and, and it's, in, it's, I, you know, it's okay that you're scared, you know, because like you're uh, doing this whole girlhood thing and you're going to have to go into tweenhood and then teenhood. <laughs> you're gonna have to go. Yeah. So we're all with you. Cause you know, I feel like a lot of, you know, we're all with you. <laughs> That's what's cool. And the funniest part, I, I had gone viral two times before this whole series, but what happens normally is you have a viral video and then the next day you wake up and it's all over, oh you gosh. know, the people aren't there anymore. It's just kind of, and that's what I kept waiting for people to leave, like for people to not be interested, but they just kept staying. Oh yeah. And, and I realized I go, oh my gosh, Dylan, these people might be with you on day 1000 of girlhood. And, you know, this is a lifelong relationship that I'm creating with these humans. And, and I, my greatest hope, because I, I you know, I don't want to be an influencer necessarily. My dream is to sort of be like, the trans Reese Witherspoon meets Ellen DeGeneres. That sounds amazing. <laughs> but I want, I just, I want all my followers to know that they are the ones that helped me do it. Like they, like because of them, all of the goodness is happening in my life. All of my dreams are starting to come true. And, and that is the, like, there is a celebration in the fact and, and a gratefulness to them because what they are doing is they have, they have, uh, created a place in the industry for a trans woman to thrive. And they are showing these people that have said no to me for years, you know, in the industry, the industry now doesn't have a choice because they're like, oh my gosh, all these people love trans people. We need to make a movie about a trans person. We need to put, give a trans person a talk show. And that is, I think what I hope people know that when they are interacting with diverse content and when they're hyping up these, um, you know, diverse creators, that is what they're doing is they're changing, they're changing society and in entertainment. They're normalizing. uh, It's normal already. It's just the problem is, is our society for so long, it doesn't have foundational supports for different. So 
And and so you growing up the way that you did, you probably didn't even know an alternative. Like it was just this or that. And everyone around you yeah. didn't know. And think about, I, th- I think the majority of us learn. I mean, I consumed so much television growing up. I I think that so much of what I learned about myself was through characters on TV. Mm-hmm. And I think, did you ever watch the show Glee? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> So Kurt, the, the Kurt Hummel, yeah, which Kurt. was the I loved him. feminine gay character on the show, I felt so connected to him because I had never seen anyone like that on TV. Mm-hmm. And, and that was like, I, I remember it was life changing for me. Mm-hmm. And so I hope that I can be a Kurt Hummel for someone else. And, and it's just, um, God, I it makes me emotional thinking about being so alone as a child and being, you know, in this conservative house that it was, uh, heavy a, a lot of the times. And I was such a light person. Mm-hmm. And then I was, ta- I had, I was this little person with this weight on my shoulders and in now feeling like the heaviness is still there, but I, I'm not carrying it myself. I'm carrying it with my support system. I'm taking breaks and I'm, I'm setting the, the weight down sometimes. And, and I just, I, I do try to find the positive in everything. Um, especially in all, you know, there's so many anti-trans bills happening right now. Yeah. And there's so many, you know, in this, um, and in the access to, uh, you know, healthcare for women and, and, uh, treatments and, and that this week has been really heavy too. And so I think I always try to come at things as at a place of positivity because there is so much darkness. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Well, I, I think that's why everybody appreciates it. You know, you, you spend what we pay attention to grows and you are honest and you validate what's really going on, but you also spend time and energy on the happier things and and the things that give you joy or moments of just lightness. And so it's interesting that, you know, God or universe or whatever you want to call it, puts you in such a spot early on that had so many challenges and would you be you without them? You know, not right. And could you, could you connect with people as well as you do without them? Well, and I, and I always look at it this way, like, because of how conservative my household was, I was raised very Catholic. Mm-hmm. I, you know, went through all of these things and, and I'm now I'm this, per, I found the, per, I found my person. I found my identity, yeah. even though I went through all of that. <laughs> So it just goes to show no matter the circumstance, you can get to the, you can get to your, your dream identity. Um, there is, there is no limitation. You just have to clear away some of the clutter that's stopping you from getting there. Um, so that's been really interesting. Can I, can I ask you a question? Yeah. 
So being, because I, I obviously want to keep this pink aura for as long as possible. Yeah. Is there things that I can do to protect my aura and and I, I from the haters and and just you know as I grow into this woman? Do you have any advice for me concerning my aura? Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So your pink is so pink right now that it's like burning bright. It's like extra probably because of all the stuff that you're going through and all the extra attention that you have right now and all the extra eyes on you and all that energy you can feel coming at you. So it's burning a little brighter, which is fine. At some point, you'll have to even it out. You're blue too. I just get that what the pink does is it takes you away a little bit so that you don't get too wrapped up in other people's stuff because that would hold you back. So throughout life, sometimes for you, it'll always be like one bigger than another. You spend a long time of your life. Cause I was even looking at um, pictures before you transition. I was like, and yeah. you were just way more blue. So I just feel like you spent a lot and, of your and what, is, and what does blue represent? So blue is, it's an empath color. It usually the blue is supposed to be, you know, these are healers, like helpers. You can feel other people's feelings as your own, um, you know, you just know immediately if somebody's saying something and they don't mean it or, you know, you're like, come here, you're sad. Come here. Like you just know it immediately. You can't ignore mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But when it's too much blue, what happens is, is your ego can hijack it. And like, you're responsible for everyone's happiness and you're, and, and if anything happens, it's Dylan's fault. Like you have to be exactly what they expect. Otherwise you're going to screw it all up. So I feel like you were living that way for a long time. For other, I lived for other people. Yeah. And now, and maybe you even like, well, I came out as gay. That should be enough. You know, I should, you know, that's enough. You know, what, do I, what more do I need? Come on. And it was itching at you still. So anyways, so now you're super pink. So I feel like this is your spiritual just awakening. You've had like your download. It's all coming together. Um, I feel like joy, you know, and I think you already do this because this is how you keep that pink going. At the end of the day, did you have fun, you know, and taking it to that level, like at the end of the day, did I have fun? Because it's normal. We're in our lives. We're like, okay, got to pay bills or, or even with content creating, like, did I do enough today or like whatever, right? Oh, word on that. (laughs) Because I am now so busy. I mean, before this, before I blew up, my life was, you know, pretty simple. I had one email coming in a day, you know, if that, (laughs) I I laid in bed a lot. (laughs) And now I'm I'm going from eight in the morning till three a.m. Oh my God, that's Dylan, that's not good. <laughs> no, it's not healthy. And I think what I'm missing, you know, part of it is like I'm giving so much away right now mm-hmm. that I have to fill myself back up because otherwise I'll have nothing left to give. Yeah, uh, and, and people take they take take take, and when you're pink, they oh. take more. So, well, and I, I, you know, I make a video every day and, and sometimes it'll get towards the end of the day and somebody will be like, where's, where's today's video? Where it. is it? I'm waiting. And, and, I, and that makes me so happy. But at the same time, there's this pressure on me right now. And, and I need to ask myself, are you having fun? Mm-hmm. Are you finding the joy that's for you and not for, because I'm giving joy away, but I have to be getting it back sometimes. And even there's, uh, I think, a good life lesson, too, for anyone who's a content creator is sometimes you go into an event or an activity or a, a vacation, and sometimes it is for content creation. Sometimes you that's what you have to do. But sometimes you need to have those moments that are just for you. Mm-hmm. Because I even, I went to this Bridgerton experience. Saw last, that. This, 
So, and I, I got picked as the diamond of the season. I was and that, so vicariously living through you. <laughs> so and, that, and that was like, I mean, how magical, but I also went there to make content, you know, I was there. And so it's, it, there's a, there's a distinct difference between, you know, going to make something and going to have a good time. Yeah. So this, you know, to, to every, to pretty, anyone, because we're all pretty much content creators now, right? right. Whether it's a small or a large following that just making sure that we still are, are connecting with the people around us <laughs> yeah. and, um, and, and just trying to keep that going because, gosh, it can, it can it's be exhausting. Yeah. Cause sometimes you don't even want to think you just want to like be or like whatever you made a, the best TikTok. It was like, uh, <laughs> like you get your oil change just to go get a pretzel at the mall. And I was like, Oh my God, that's so pink. Like, you're like, why would I, this is like, you took a mundane moment and made it fun. And I'm sure you do that all the time. And you've been told by all your friends and family, like, how do you even do that? How do you even like have fun all this? So it's, it is you, well, yeah. And I, I joke with, um, me and my, I, I was with my best friend who, uh, I, I'll have to send you a picture and see what you, you yeah. think her color is, but she, me and her, we could be locked in a broom closet <laughs> in a Timbuktu and we would be giggling. Like, it's just, that is how my life is, is when I'm laughing and when I'm having a good time, that's, there should be joy in, in an oil change. Yeah. Um, and I, and I think that's what too is, is kind of special about my series. Even um, today's video is going to be about, I'm going on a, a, a plane for the first time. Um, and as a woman, and I'm packing, and I'm going to show my travel outfit and, I love it. and it's something that everyone does all the time. And yet I'm going to make an event out of it. Yeah. So if we can start looking at things as these, you know, mini experiences rather than the kind of chores that we have to do, um, there's, there can be joy in that. Well, I think the more of that, the better, like you get, you already know, because like with the pink or it's like, have fun and you do it for you, not for other people. And just like, like we talked about, like your body, your sexuality, you're having fun, yeah. all that it's, it's for you. It's for nobody else. So all that, and just, I think like with pink or is the big thing is escape, like escape for you, escape creating escape, creating anything um, for a, yes. any, but you're a performer. That's what you do. You create there, escapes um, for people. In, in any of your abilities, is there anything that you necessarily see for me in let, that's like on the horizon? Do you, are you have any like little wisdom or advice that you see coming or that I might need? I feel like with you that this is just the beginning. I feel like you're very open to leveling up and you love TikTok. And like you said, you'll always love your followers. You'll always have that relationship with them. You're not going anywhere. I can just see evolution happening quicker, 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 quicker. Um, it Because they give me kind of like a train station vibe and this is like a stop on it. And you're here now, but but it's it's leaving soon and you're going to be going to do something else. And we're because you said you're in LA, right? You're in that area. Yes. Yeah, and I just feel like that's it's good for you to be there and stuff like that. But I'm randomly getting a move around you, so I don't know if it's like within that section or something else. But I feel opportunities like popping in on you where yes, you are. Well, okay, now they're giving me a divergent thing because I get like you. Sometimes I'll get this if there's a simultaneous. I get okay. It's all leading to you doing your own thing. I don't know if this is like a digital series because I get you like interviewing people and stuff, but then 
I get this other path where I don't know, like if, um, cause I know you're an actor, but like I see maybe you're still pursuing that. Cause I get little side jobs and little, like little activities or projects that are kind mm-hmm. of independent of each other or sovereign. But then I get kind of like a, just a Dylan thing. So that feels interesting to me. So I don't, I feel like we got to get as much Dylan as we can right now in this yep. context because it's not going to be forever, which is... I won't, I won't have the time and, <laughs> and energy to, to do what I'm doing. You're probably going to um, get like a contract or, or some sort of exclusivity yeah. thing or something. Funny, funny enough, I would love to start a podcast one day. <sighs> that would be good. Um, so, and and it's, been, it's been so nice to be with you today just to... Um, just to, to to see the formatting and and just to, to can I think isn't just connecting with with humans the best. I love it. I love talking to different people because we're all so similar. And I think the more different we are, the more we can find similarities. And it just like makes the world closer and more intimate. And I'm so thankful for you, Dylan, coming on. Can you tell us everywhere we can find you? Okay, your TikTok at Dylan Mulvaney. That's D Y L A N M U L V A N E Y. On Instagram with the same handle. Uh, I've got a website, dylanmulvaney.com, with a little info and in how to reach me. And uh, hopefully, we'll be on you know your TV stations shortly. I love that. Are you an Irish girl, Dylan Mulvaney? I, yes. <laughs> me too. Yes, I just got, um, I, I died when I opened this email. There's a, a woman's organization in Ireland that wants to bring me over to speak to their, their Irish girls in October. And I was like, in the email, they were like, we're going to go out on a limb here and ask, like, are you Irish? And I was like, yes, I am. Top of the morning to you. <laughs> uh, but, but I was like, how fun to just, you know, me, my Irish heritage flying over to go talk to some redheaded lassies oh my god that's awesome yeah because you know from one irish girl to another you know it's always nice to see the irish catholics out there (laughs) scattered around (laughs) thank you so much dylan um man i really am just so excited we got to speak uh thank you so much for taking the time getting up so early I feel like I could talk to you for hours and I hope that one day we actually do get to meet in person. Yes. I would love to give you a big hug. Thank you. Thank you all. You know, this podcast is for you and about you. And I'm so grateful you spent some time with us today. If you want to be the most interesting person at the cocktail party, well, hop on over and listen to the Brain Candy Podcast. Our award-winning content will have you laughing while you're learning. We read all the best articles, books, and studies, and keep up with new TV shows, documentaries, and pop culture. And then we cram it all into two shows a week. Conspiracy theories, cannibal rabbits, unsolved mysteries, the history of the Walkman. There's something for everyone. The Brain Candy Podcast. Find our link in the show notes. Or simply search for the Brain Candy Podcast on your podcast app.